Hi, hello, and once again, welcome to Moral High Ground. And you can find my podcast, Moral High Ground, on multiple podcast places like Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, everywhere. And uh, I just want you, if you like it, to share it with people. Subscribe to whatever you can. Leave your comments because it will help me be able to give you my opinion and be able to tell you if I think it's morally right or wrong. And, you know, we can just come to some kind of solution together. So today's topic is humans need to get back to Mother Nature. And why have I came up with this topic today is because, well... I believe the one thing that's being ignored the most in our world today is nature. Okay, yes, you got the cute, funny uh, videos, little reels like Instagram, TikTok, all that crap with animals, but it's either animals doing human type stuff or being pulled out of their habitat or attacking people, some crazy nonsense like that. But it doesn't give a full picture on how animals are living in humanity or how they're living in the nature. Now, maybe living in humanity ain't the right word. Living in areas where humans are, you know, let's put it that way. But animals are just one small part of nature. You know, we got the trees, we got water, we got mountains, we got fields, we got valleys, we got desert. We got so many different things on top of things, seeds, plants, uh, fruits, vegetables, you know, fish. We got resource after resource with everything in nature. And yet we can't function without these things. And we find, uh, like we say, organic ways, not even organic ways, we're finding unnatural ways to replace these things. And this is bad. It's all bad. And the fact that people ignore nature completely is, I believe, is why they come up with ridiculous concepts and views that have nothing to do with humanity or God, but just someone's selfish opinion or mental illness being spread around to make you think the unnormal is normal or the unreal is reality. And we can't have this. It's too dangerous too much radical thought, not sound. And I can't even say chaotic thought because it hasn't gotten to that form, but it's illogical, it's irrational, and it will lead to disaster of all mankind. And it needs to be paid attention to. With that being said, there's things going on in the world right now that comes very close to revelations. the part in Revelations where the angels step forth and try to destroy the world before, actually I think that's after the four horsemen appeared. Either way, this is what's happening. We got these tornadoes, we got these earthquakes, we got these hurricanes, we got all this stuff happening to the world. And this, this is, to me, it always has been a thing. And I like think the biggest one I remember when I was a kid was a, a Hurricane Andrew. And it went up through Florida Keys and through Florida. It was very destructive. And then later on, we got way worse ones. Uh, 
through history with Katrina and all this other stuff. So to me, any natural disaster is a way of nature telling you you're not paying attention to us. You're not considering the earth first before you start to do things. You're only considering your selfish desires, your selfish needs, and your ridiculous attempts of trying to entertain yourselves where you will never be satisfied. That's where we're at right now. And shit, even the Jetsons had a thing where the world that they knew was being destroyed in the 21st century, uh, natural disasters. And so this is where we're at right now. Natural disasters are taking back the world. There was a news broadcast, oh, maybe the beginning of the year or uh, the, hit, the end of last year, I think it was on Nightline. And they were talking about how the Mississippi River was shrinking, went from 20 feet all the way down and started dropping 20 feet, you know. And so some of them ships that were way above uh, could flow up and down the Mississippi because it had water. Now there's not enough water for half of them ships to move when they're stuck in soil and shit like that because there's not enough water. And it's been going down around the world where water has been going down and objects in the water has been being revealed. A uh, Buddhist statue was revealed somewhere in Asia. Uh, big dinosaur footprints with human footprints inside it uh, was revealed in the uh, Texas area where there used to be a river or uh, a small lake was revealed to be a place where Tyrannosaurus Rex and humans could, uh, collaborated, I guess, <laughs> you know, and uh, so many different things. You know, we know the ice, the polar ice caps is melting, which is weird because the polar ice caps is melting, but yet water is depleting in certain places around the world. That's a very odd event, and it needs to be uh, analyzed, and most likely is by scientists, but once again, information like that should be more vital to teaching people in society than the whose massive shooting it is or or who's doing some, you know, illegal crimes or a cop doing something. I think our extinction should be a number one priority to stop or to at least postpone. And if something's happening to nature and the world, then we have to find a way to postpone our extinction. We have to find a way to prolong it. We have to make the human race last shit for another couple of centuries. And if you guys don't know, we're talking like thousands of years. So, yeah. And this is just my belief. Our focus as humans over the past, oh shit, 20 years or so, maybe more, has been about technological advance. And yes, we did need a lot of technological advances. And in some cases, I believe we didn't. Like, there wasn't nothing wrong with just, you know, watching TV shows the way it used to be, turning on the TV without having to have an antenna and a whole bunch of other crap and cable. There wasn't nothing wrong where we needed these damn streaming services. Movie rental places was good because you got to pick your own thing, but you know, you know, maybe people don't want to watch what one streaming service has, and then you got to pay for all this stuff. It's just retarded. And the internet used to be about making businesses. It still kind of is, but it's mostly about perversion, uh, people's demonic beliefs, and all this stuff jammed into one place. It'd be different if it was just like you know, 
get a certain way you can view things. But no, if you have the opportunity and the desire to want to look something up, you can find it on the internet. It's not hard. But all these technological advances, including the, the big one that's been going on this, oh shit, I don't know, past four years now, has been AI. And AI is automatically the ultimate when it comes to trying to understand technological advances and awareness uh, amongst humans and technology. I believe that all these things have been a big focus in humanity where it makes us ignore what truly is going on, and that's with nature. And we have to find a way to balance it out, to find a way to make people say, hey, well, I'm going to start studying how to, you know, uh, branch things out, make plants be able to branch out more or be able to, I guess you call that, uh, I can't think of it right now, where you mix two plants together, grafting, I think it's called, I don't know. But, you know, we've got to find a way to make certain species not die off. It should be a automatic. We already know there's an endangered species list, and there's species that went extinct. Scientists have came up with an idea to take uh, woolly mammoth, which is a elephant species that's no longer existing, but finding a way to take some DNA from uh, previous uh, previous elephant creatures before and be able to mix it together with a living female elephant, most likely the African elephant because it's bigger, and be able to make the newborn woolly mammoth. They want to do the same thing with the dodo bird by making a, a turkey, because it's turkey supposed to be the closest living relative to a dodo, but I doubt that because if you look at a dodo's uh, beak, and you would see it's totally different. It's way different than a turkey, and the body shape and everything. And so they're trying to do this. Now, I've seen a thing, and I don't know how true it is, where China took some DNA from a, a dragon and was able to inject it into a reptile making their own dragons through cloning process or something with the embryo. Now, embryos are known to be something where we're all supposed to be. Uh, now, that's, that when I say we all, I don't mean just humans. I mean like mammals. So all mammals are supposed to follow this same trace, uh, similar patterns with embryos that other species don't. So for instance, like, you can, you know, when an embryo is born, you can say it looks no different than a dog's embryo or a tiger or maybe a beaver or something. And it just slowly starts to move into whatever form it's supposed to be. Now, I believe this whole embryo thing is the reason why a lot of women and people believe that abortion is okay because, hey, they're not really alive. That's not true. But embryos at the early stage, which means within a couple of days or within a week, is just a little tiny thing. But when the thing gets bigger, and a woman's in months of pregnancy, you're killing a human baby. But the whole thing about it is embryos are whatever the hell creature it is. And... Scientists have proven now and proven it for years, but when it was originally created by Charles Lyell, it was created as a way to make a connection with all living things. 
Now, me explaining this is not just a form of me knowing science or expressing my science knowledge, but embryos is what they're going for when it comes to making a, or reestablishing species that have already went extinct. They want to be able to take DNA and put it into an egg or embryos to be able to give birth to these new form uh, long lost creatures. And maybe this could happen, maybe it can't. But one thing I do know is a lot of creatures and abominations can come about by doing this. And by doing so with nature like that, and this is the part where more humans need to be involved in understanding these things, knowing some of the stuff I'm talking about, not just because I'm saying it, but go research it for yourself and you'll see I'm 100% right. Because if humans, people, humans, people <laughs> go and do this, then we'll be more aware of what abominations will, might be created that might tend to turn around and attack us. And this is something, though, that feels like a threat that you would be afraid of. But at the same time, you have to think of it like this. We need a new enemy. Mankind needs an enemy. And I don't mean a kind where, you know, like how we fight amongst each other or different races and all that ignorant shit. I mean literally a different species coming to uh, destroy all of humanity. And I'm not saying, you know, as much as I talk about saving and preserving humanity, I'm saying nature itself has already proven that it can eliminate humanity like, I can't even snap my fingers, like that. <laughs> you know, with a tidal wave, earthquake, or whatever the hell. So... If mankind scientists decided to take a an embryo and decide to put genetic makeup in it from another species to create something that might be long lost or something new, which we could call some people say chimeras, some people say hybrids, you know, I say fusors, you know, a lot of people got different terms for these creatures that are two different species of creatures that's put together. Hell, I recently saw some video with a, a monkey or a chicken with a monkey head, which I don't know how that works. A, file, a fowl and a, a primate mixing together. I don't know if that's even a thing, but it looked real. So, but once again, we live in technological advanced age where you can make pretty much anything happen out of nothing. And so... My thing is, Earth is still a mystery, no matter how much technology we have. There's things so old, so ancient, that we might not never know the true secrets because we can't find it. And some of the secrets are right in front of us, but people don't want to look for it, you know? And, I mean, it's the simplest things, you know? And you'll be like, wow, how is this? Why is that? Because... You chose to listen to other people to get the information or you didn't take the time to actually study something you claimed that liked. You know, I remember someone telling me how much they love Egypt, but they don't know how to go find information for Egypt. And it's clear as day as in the Bible. You know, you got so many patriarchs that went there and, and women, you know, you had Abraham go with his wife and you know, the Pharaoh at the time tried to take the wives, but at the time when Abraham went there, the first pyramid was being created. 
And then later on, Isaac tried to do the same thing with his wife. Uh, uh, was it Rachel? Well, Rachel's Jacob's wife. Anyway, they, they went to Egypt. And, you know, he had some curse that was taught to him. or Because uh, Sarah got taken by Egyptians and the Pharaoh was going to make her his wife. And Abraham got his wife back. There was a custom they had to follow when they went into Egypt, which I can't remember right now. And so when Isaac did the same thing, he thought of what his dad told him and tried to not do the same thing. For some reason, when you read that part of the Bible in Genesis, well, it was when I read it, it makes me think like there was like a hundred or something years you know, between Isaac and uh, Abraham's arrival to Egypt. Because when Isaac went there, none of the stuff that Abraham talked about happened. And then later on, Jacob, Isaac's son, uh, he was able to, you know, live life without going to Egypt. But yet his son, Joseph, which was born from his wife, Rachel, who he loved most, but he was already married to Rachel's sister forced is a trick marriage you really have to read genesis you guys it's the coolest crap i'm not just talking about the beginning with adam and eve and noah and tower of babel which is genesis 11 everything after genesis 11 i think people should read and understand a little bit but anyway so joseph ended up becoming a slave in egypt and was able to be like a viceroy at the end was able to control things uh that's now the thing that makes this interesting story is he could he could tell dreams no different than daniel and some other people in the bible that could tell you what your dream is and it's actual fact of prophecy there was a prophecy with one guy who stole something or did something stupid and he was gonna die or something and i think it's a baker dude but anyway so Joseph told him the dream, and the dream had something to do, or the guy had a dream and was telling Joseph, and Joseph was a disciple. But anyway, he was talking about cows that were full of water and wheats that fell and all this crap. And it turned out that there was seven years of famine about to happen. And they had to prepare for seven years of famine, not just in Egypt, but through the whole world. And so people came to Egypt to get these things that, uh, Joseph had preserved and kept stored for seven years. Now, what's the trip about this story in the Bible is the fact that, first off, we know now that we can store a lot of things through refrigeration. Refrigeration, canned goods, and so forth. Now, how the hell did they do that back in the time period where none of that was happening? Only Egypt would know, you know, or the Turks, or the Egyptians which is the Egyptians. <laughs> but that's the part that trips me out. And so there's also this actual book out there. If you ever take the time to go look, it tells you how to store things that long without refrigeration in the old customs of the Egyptian way. But the thing I'm trying to say, which I'm not trying to step over the fact is, Joseph was able to have a dream about a famine that would affect the whole world where you have to store things of nature to survive. For someone to have that connection now, 
I would believe they have to be away from all technology, have to be away from all social media, all that. I believe the reason why he was able to do this, not just because he's a descendant of a bloodline that God created, but because they were more in tune with nature back then and were closer to animals. I mean, practically almost every other story in the Bible has something to do with an animal or some connection with animals like honey, bees, and lions, and donkeys that talk, Balaam, that's after, actually no, Balaam is in, what is that, Leviticus? Oh crap, I gotta get in my Torah again. But anyway, so, my point of this is, that connection comes from being closer to nature. So yeah, you might cyclically know when a uh, famine or something's going to happen, something that will impact the world. We will never know because we choose to keep our lives so prioritized with things that doesn't really matter. Even working is, 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 not, is not glorifying as it should be because you're working for other people. And at the same time, even if you try to work for yourself, there's an issue of some kind. Certain people just shouldn't be doing certain jobs. But yet, who knows? They've been limited on resources and things that can guide them in the right way. So this brings me to another thing that has to do with biblical understanding of nature and man. is the Garden of Eden. God created the Garden of Eden. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole Adam and Eve thing to where who's doing what, uh, this person cursed and that person should only be with this person. None of that. I'm basically staying close to the whole garden thing. He created a garden full of things a person could eat and live off of. God created this. And Adam and Eve were supposed to enjoy themselves and lay around in this glorious garden. And doing it and playing with things. I don't know. What the hell you do naked in a, in a garden all day long, every day for eternity? But I guess it be a lot of doing it. And so, <laughs> or maybe it's like the Blue Lagoon. But anyway, so this is, this is what they're doing. And so the thing is, though, God, God said, don't touch the one tree, the, the tree of knowledge, or a tree of might, or a tree of strength. There's so many, believe it or not, there's many legends of the tree. Even there's, there's also a legend of a tree where Adam and Eve were carved from that tree. So you have to do a lot of research, and this is what I've done with a lot of parts of my life. So the point is, what I'm trying to get at is this. That one tree was able to bring forth disaster to, to mankind by them simply eating from it. So that means that there's things in nature that isn't made for man that could drastically change humanity uh, for the most negative thing ever, extinction. And all these medications and things and major stuff, we don't know what we're taking and what could actually kill us. You know, the main thing they keep throwing out there, even though the whole crap done passed and over, what is the COVID shit? You know, what does COVID really come from? It's already naturally part of our DNA, but they won't tell you that. They want you to think it's something totally different. Someone just enhanced it into a way to where it could be a, a, a negative reaction to people. Make it, made it deadly. Let's put it that way. 
It's like when they say, oh, your hemorrhoids are flaring, and you're like, oh, my God, I got hemorrhoids. What's a hemorrhoid? You already have hemorrhoids. They've been there forever. <laughs> They've been there forever. They just wasn't flaring or whatever. So my point before I get too far off, man created Adam and Eve, or God created Adam and Eve, sorry, to be able to tend this garden, watch this garden. Then after the garden, they were kicked out and stuff. They had to learn how to, you know, plant and farm and all that. But the thing about it was they had it all there. So it means that God mentally decided that it was a good idea for mankind to enjoy nature the way he made everything that was probably beautiful plants we probably had never seen and won't, excuse me, ever see again. And so, unless scientists create some weird crap and create Audrey too, but with that being said, that means God wants you to enjoy not just the life he made for mankind, that mankind has perverted and manipulated, made greed out of it, made it just demented and demonic. But he wants you to enjoy the simple things in life. He wants you to look at something tiny like a chihuahua or a, a squirrel and laugh at it when it does something stupid. He wants you to go and help that animal that's stuck in the freaking river or, you know, that's about to fall off a cliff. He wants you to take that baby bird egg and, and hatch it and let it grow and fly into something. He wants you to plant something that will benefit every creature around. I believe the faster we reach our expiration date as humans on this planet has to do with our connection to Mother Nature and why we need Mother Nature in our lives to guide us in the right path. You know, medications, which is what I was trying to say a minute ago, medications are made of so many different things. Some of them are made of, of plants and stuff, but then there's other uh, minerals and elements that's involved in there, you know, like zinc or, or, you know, just little crazy stuff, zinc and, uh, you know, mercury, depending on what it is. And there's all kinds of different metals and things. And metals is a whole different concept, but we have to step, sit back and start somewhere else. So what I'm saying is, I believe herbal supplements are a good thing if studied right. And understood right and in this I believe this type of stuff can be taught to children at, at the good age not the teenage oh I'm do what I want I'm smarter than you blah, 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 blah. all that crap but no the informative ages where it's like from 5 to uh, I think it's 12 somewhere in there the little kid ages or 5 to, to 11 I don't know but you teach these kids what the plant based uh, products are the extracts, how to make them, uh, teach them how to go out and hunt fish. Well, well maybe not hunt the fish. Because little kids, they cry when a fish come out and you go, oh, why? I know because I was one of those kids. And <laughs> so it's just plain and simple. You have to know nature. And to prevent a generation from coming that doesn't understand it, I think it's best to teach them. And so I say, to make a stool where it has to do with nothing but teaching kids and grown-ups about 
every species of animal that's mammal or not alive, as well as teaching them about beneficial properties of certain plants, vegetables, or fruits, as well as trying to explain how to make a human communicate with certain animals that can work with them, like horses and stuff like that, you know, cows and whatnot. Teach them everything they need to know because there's going to be a time period where you can't just go to the grocery store and buy some crap. It's going to happen soon because we're already ignoring nature and how it is. And put people back in the farming. I'm sorry. You have to take some of these people out of the city that's homeless and give them an area where they can work as a group to make their own, like, farm, factory, whatever. Give them the tools. You know, you take a dog to fish and a fish comes out with a dog. Wait, that's not how it goes. You know, you lead a man to fish and he gets some water. I really don't know what the hell I'm talking about with that phrase, but y'all know what I'm talking about. And so does God. And so the point comes to this. Is it morally right for mankind to ignore nature? I would have to say no. It's not morally right. It's not morally right, and this is the the problem I think society is having, is we ignore nature in the natural sense of itself. You have all these guys talking about women hitting the wall and trying to get guys and not being able to have birth because they passed their time because they ignored nature, the natural biology of a woman. And we got to get back to it. We got to get back to that natural biology of a woman and everything else that is raised from earth and earth bound. And God will bless us. And he has in many ways. You just have to read him. And with that being said, this has been more high ground. I want you all to be blessed when I say peace be with you and blessings upon